Welcome everybody to episode 92 of the 2 on 3 podcast where it takes us an hour for two of your friends to take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at 2 on 3 pod on Twitter and you can send us email at Hello. at 2 on 3 pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. Hi, I'm Chris and I'm firmly in the clutch of winter in October. And you can find me at C.D. Villasenor on Twitter. And with me tonight is the birthday boy and my co-host, Ty. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, sir. It's a big one. It is a big one. It's so big that there's not room enough in this decade for both of us. So you're going to come in and I'm just going to leave. <laughs> That's how we work it out. That's how we work it out. Now, so this is the funny part about um, this whole decade business because I had a bit of a, I had a, bit of a run-in about how we do the decades. Okay. Which is a little bit weird because um, the actual decade on the calendar decade, if it was someone, someone had posted that, Hey, the decade is ending in 90 days. Sure. I, my mind is, blown, but it doesn't end in 90 days. The decade doesn't end really until the end of 2020. You have to complete 2020 for the calendar decade to end. So Prince is effed no, up. No, 2020 is, is the first year of the next decade. No, it's not. It's yes, the it last is. Year of the, it's the last year of the decade. No. Because there's no year zero. See, you're born. When you're born, when you're born, you're born at zero. Right. And your age is the year you've completed. Right. So your age runs behind you all the time. Yes. You have completed 40 years. Correct. And but, I will have completed, but the entire time well, I'm I will 40. Have com- but I will have completed 50 years at right, the end of the Right, but the entire month. time I'm 40, I'm living my 41st year. You are li- yes. So year one was okay. happening before it was called year one. No. Yes. Year one on the calendar is year <laughs> one. The calendar starts at one. So the actual end of the decade is the end of 2020. The decade doesn't end until the zero year. No. This is... Because the, the zero year started... That no, was it the isn't. First year. No, the first year on the calendar is one, is the- one. So the <laughs> so here's the deal: the Gregorian calendar marks. I understand what you're saying. The year it, you're living in, not the year you've completed. So when you're living in 2020, you're living in the tenth year of the of the decade. I see what you're saying. It's opposite of your age. It is opposite of your age. Yes. So this is a funny thing: you've completed forty decades or four decades. <laughs> Oh, God, 40 decades. Who are you, Methuselah? (laughs) Anyway, but the calendar decade actually ends at the end of 2020. Prince has fucked this up for everyone. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) Prince, Prince, Prince from the grave has completely colored our ability to understand where the decade and the millennium really ends. Because the millennium doesn't end in 1999. The millennium actually ends at the stroke of midnight between 2000 and 2001. Yeah, but humans' brains don't work that way. <laughs> we don't want to be right. No. We don't want to be correct about it. And mine is, like, as I've mentioned before, starting to fail altogether. Uh, I, a friend of ours, Josh, <laughs> congratulated me for my birthday today and, and used the, the famous Mike Gundy gif, I'm a man, I'm 40. Sure. And I immediately was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot I was going to schedule a tweet for midnight last night with that gif in it, and I forgot to do it. Oh. But if you had uh, seen it, it would have been at S-E-A-T-J-K. That's where I would have posted it. <laughs> And then, and then you would grow an awesome Mike Gundy mullet. It's like a spiky mullet. It wasn't always a mullet either. He like he he decided to grow the mullet sometime inside the last like six or seven years. Yes, and he's fully embracing of it, which makes me like him. 
Well, and then it's now it's getting skullety because he's starting to lose the hair on the top. I noticed that some kids, some younger kids, like in the elementary middle school range, are starting to grow mullets again. Of course. God bless them. We're in the we're in the um, cycle. Actually, you know, the, not to get too far afield as sure. we often do. Well, let's just jump. Let's just go go afield. An early sidebar. Sure. Uh, that I was thinking that. I was having a conversation online with, about music and you know, we've talked before about how I love 80s music and I enjoy that it's sort of coming it's been coming back for a long time and I realized that particularly with music and certainly with movies which have been doing this for a long time but this is sort of the first time we're going to get through the second cycle of modern music like we had the 70s and the 70s revival and now we're like we live through the 80s and now we're, we're far enough away from it that the 80s revival has sort of re-entered the, uh, the pop culture cons- consciousness yeah because that music's all really good Right. Yeah, just reboot the Kenny Loggins, man. Come on. I just I want some fresh Kenny Loggins tunes. I don't think Kenny Loggins is making a comeback. Come on, K-Log. Put out a new record. I think someone has to like do his bit. Someone has to do his act. Like Some young person has to come out and just do Kenny Loggins songs. Why? Why can't I just have K-Log featuring Marshmallow? <laughs> I think you probably could get that. I think I'd see. And, and in the next 18 months when that does happen, you will have you will have called it. Richard Marx has replied to me on Twitter before. Maybe I should hit him up and be like, Richard, hey, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. He's been right here waiting for this whole comeback. <laughs> That's right. You know, I celebrated my birthday in a very, uh, for, being 40 way. Uh, you know, as we've discussed, I work from home and it's been cold, as you mentioned. And uh, so I basically celebrated by wearing a beanie in the house for most of the day instead of turning up the thermostat. <laughs> put on a hat. Just put on put on a sweatshirt for God's sake. I put sake. on some insulated pants and a hat. Then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not turn the heat on. No, I refuse. Good for you. Hang on to that. Anyway, the uh, because not only are you aging, but our data is aging. So uh, we're going to go into the big. This is our big data episode. So we're going to look at. Uh, Look at what the data says about your happiness. <laughs> quantify it. Yes, quantify it. We're gonna look in. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pull we're gonna pull the IMDb and use it actually as a database. And uh, we're gonna talk about how uh, your odds of gambling are probably going down. <laughs> Always way down. <laughs> of course, in the uh, OT we'll have the Dejatwa, and uh, in the OT we've uh, we've got some. Uh, just some follow-up items that we'd like to like to touch upon. You know, this is the thing I've noticed that you've been doing the last couple of weeks. Oh, what's that? Is that you started to say that the OT contains the Djawa. And I realized that's how it might have started, but it's its own <laughs> oh, segment. It's it's part of the it's part the Djawa is part of the OT. It's definitely not. It has its own separate drop that happens before <laughs> the OT drop. It's a different segment. All right, I'm not going to argue with you about this. <laughs> You're right. It's its own thing. I don't know. It's part of the OT. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into segment number one. So does having kids make you happy? Now, this, this, is, this is probably one of those. Uh, talk about the existential question. I think we're all, I think we can all agree that we're driven to reproduce as a species. I mean, genetically, we're, I mean, this is what, this is what life on this planet does. It, it, reproduces sure can i can i start with a disclaimer here before we get into this? <laughs> yes 
I feel compelled to say before we really start talking about this that I tend toward the analytical and I also and I don't tend to make decisions based on emotion, at least now at this part of my life. I think it's actually maybe a bit of an overcorrection. I've always been analytical, but I think I was perhaps too emotional or passionate, as I like to say, as a young person. Okay. And I think I've, you know, as I've matured, I've, I've reined that in, but perhaps too far to the, to the, like away from the sentimental. Um, and I, I say that in order to make it clear as we go through this, if I ever sound cold or perhaps <laughs> too businesslike as we discuss these familial topics, um, that I'm aware of that and that uh, it doesn't make me a bad person or a sociopath. You don't have to add him. Is what he's saying. But if I sound worried about this, it's it's because it's one of the many things that I reflect upon about myself and uh, fend off anxiety from. So right. by all means, let's continue. I think I think some of these some of these are self evident, right? And I think that as as people growing up in our generation, we we were firmly fixed, sated on ourselves. I think that's this is the thing that that I think parents. Years and years ago, we're not dealing with the things that we deal with on an everyday basis. They, I think they were less, perhaps, they had fewer choices, mm-hmm. really. You Everyone know, think, did. Yeah. I mean, uh, go back. You don't even have to go back 100 years. You could just go back 40 or 50 years. Uh-huh. Like, in the course of my lifetime, I think people had fewer choices in terms of, you know, how they would consider their life could go, right? Like, most people... You know, people stayed a little closer to home. Uh-huh. Nowadays, people don't. People people tend to move around a lot more. People are much more mobile. And when you're much more mobile, I think you're more focused on you. So when you get into this, these kinds of things, they, they're, they're funny because they, they do all this these studies about how basically where does your time go? Uh-huh. And that was the first uh, that was the first thing we that I jumped into in terms of you know looking at some of this data is they have this data on on um, you know what are you doing with your time without kids and with kids and, and the first and the first little breakdown they have uh, here is re- th- relaxing and thinking arts and crafts taking class of course it seems pretty it seems pretty obvious that if you have kids all these things are like going into the toilet. Mm-hmm. And hard. <laughs> I, I can't, yeah, I think they should put on here going to the bathroom by yourself because that also went way down <laughs> for me. There's some the weird early ones, years. though, right? Yeah, there are absolutely some weird ones. They, uh, they just, I think they, you know, when you talk about things like <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorites, food presentation. Apparently, yeah, what? That was the one that stood out for me too. <laughs> it's like. Food presentation goes up with no, kids? No. Not, not no. for you? This is not no, a, no. I'm <laughs> slathering the goulash right onto the plate and, saying, <laughs> and yelling at them to eat it. Eat this! Yeah. Are you trying, do you try to, do you try to like slide in like the health food into there? Do you try to, are you a ves- vegetable, you know, uh, mixer? Do you like to try to hide it and then give it to them? Or you just say, here's the broccoli, eat the GDMF broccoli? It's, it's, it's on the side. It's on the side. We, we get some of it down. And yeah, actually lately we've been, I'm sure it'll regress. So I, I don't take too much uh, happiness uh, away from it, but we've had a nice period of experimentation lately where bites of, of foreign foods have been accepted. And yeah. so, yeah, we're, we're on the upward trend of, and then they're so competitive, the two of them, that is one of, if one of them tries it, the other one will, even if they don't like it. Oh, 
Is it who? Who? I mean, the older one drives the truck. No, it really doesn't make any difference. Um, really? I actually think the younger one tends to be more game, but they're both weird about you know. Like, I think maybe that's what they mean when they say food presentation. Like, yeah, I have to cut the crust off of goddamn sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just at some point stopped doing it. I was like, no, no, no. Eat the crust. Yeah, I it's used to, and now I don't. Why can't the kids eat the crust? It's it's just I don't know. It depends when, on the kind uh, of bread what? you get. Yeah, I mean, but regular sandwich bread, that crust is not even, it's hardly different texture than the actual bread. If you, yeah, if you get the right loaves, I think that, uh, you know, you don't want, you can't get the Dave's killer bread to your children. <laughs> what are these seeds? <laughs> or you can't like give them French bread or some, some crusty ass, you know, right. European style loaf, like some sort of like Como bread or whatever the hell that, you know, they, they don't want to eat that, but no, but I don't know. Food presentation, I wear this, I'm the same way. I'm just. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to put the, the meat here, the thing here, the thing there to push it on. As far as it making you happy, though, it's like, I mean, it boils down to you look at this and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, having lots of time and money sounds terrible. I, I, don't think I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my kids, but like, I definitely knew that once I chose to have children, my life was sort of now going to be in some fashion in service to others, at least for a, a temporary period. Yeah, a, yeah. Good, a good long while. I mean, we. I mean, we have the Dinks who live next door. Yeah, and they don't seem happy at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> they seem a little kind of crabby. They seem a little. They seem a little. You know, here's the thing: if you're, if if you've got the kids, at least you can talk about the kids, right? Yeah. But can you? I mean, I can't imagine being in my fifties, like the Dinks next door, and like have just had to talk to each other for the twenty-five years they've been married. I, I uh, yeah I like, I have some relatives that were a couple that got to an advanced age and there was a point where they did start to get weird like as they got when yeah. everyone else sort of matured in the same way in their middle age like I watched these two kind of get weird yeah like they were still super into like like designer drinks and stuff and everybody's <laughs> like yeah yeah cool I like to come to a party at your house but no I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to talk about. You're talking about like music and movies and shit we don't do any of that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's not like it's not like you can just be go to the club still or you know i mean that stuff's over no your life's limited in many of the same ways that any, any parent's life is only i i guess if you you i would really be into travel i think if i didn't have kids i think i think that's i think that's a solid thing for like dinks to do right is just yeah. go go travel the world take your vacation spend I mean, you've obviously got the money, yeah. but, uh, but that's, uh, you know, oh, well, there you have it. See, I feel like I'm working towards something with the kids where I'm spending hard years, like coaching them up right now, <laughs> like, you know, so that they can feed and care for themselves. Yeah. And then ultimately we can have a relationship where I'm still their parent, but I can also hopefully step in as a supportive friend, you know, who tells you how to live your life and judges all your choices. <laughs> <laughs> Like what the hell are you doing with your kids over there? Yeah. Anyway, the uh, if I jump to another article I was looking at, there's this uh, graph that says the effect of children on the happiness of men age fifty to seventy. Uh-huh. And the empty nesters who had kids tend to be happier <laughs> than the the ones that never had kids. So if you can get them out, here's the thing: like your happiness will take a header. Like once you have kids and we'll bottom out when you have like the second kid. <laughs> but if you can get through the trough and out the other side, you would be happier, according to the data, mm-hmm. than the people who didn't have kids ever. 
I was definitely enjoying our dink lifestyle before we had children. And oh, it was dink lifestyle. Right. Dink lifestyle was pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was in my early 30s, and my wife definitely loved the charge on the timing of having children. Um, but my, our first daughter was born when I was 32. Our second one I was 35, and or 34 rather. And if you don't think that I was looking at it when I was like, okay, they could be out at 52. <laughs> so that's gonna give me nearly 15 solid years before my body completely breaks down. <laughs> Right, to go do some stuff. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really want to do this yet, but uh, let's go ahead and get started because I'm looking at the for the success on the back end. I'm looking for the, I'm looking for royalties on the returns here on the box office. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. That's funny. But what's also interesting here is the emptiness makes men happier. The emptiness ultimately makes women less happy. Yeah, because I think the husbands just start to do whatever they want. Because <laughs> now they have to take care of your lame ass. Like, look, oh, I, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that shit with you, honey. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to go. I've said golf. this before on the show that when I was a kid, all I cared about was just making enough money essentially to be free, to be not depend on anyone. Yeah. And freedom really boils down to being able to do whatever you want without having to consult anyone else about it. <laughs> So I think that you're like, okay, well, I fulfilled my obligation. So yes, no, we're not getting divorced or anything, but I'm definitely going to start doing whatever I want. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still like, uh, yeah, so it's really, it, the, the data is funny on, you know, women in that, you know, if they have kids at home, they are, they are slightly happier. Uh-huh. And then, and then when the kids leave, they, they get, they, they're not as happy. Then they have to talk to you. That's the problem. Well, then you're you, back. Get a good hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to start building the hobbies. Now, yeah, I'm... Something uh, else that makes you feel good. Find right, some fulfillment elsewhere. Got a high schooler, and then I got an elementary school. So I've got, I've got maybe seven years to help my wife develop a hobby. <laughs> That is better, better get something that, going. I better, I better, man, she got to, you know. Well, oh. she's still bassooning? No, maybe she should pick that back up. Yeah, after, well, why, after, why wouldn't, I, she, can, yeah, why wouldn't yeah. she be playing along with the young one? Well, because we only have the one bassoon. You can't, like, you know. You can rent one. <laughs> man, no, ain't, don't nobody want to rent a bassoon. <laughs> There's anyway. businesses specifically for it. <laughs> Did you do anything for Yom Kippur? <laughs> I, I atoned. Did you? Yeah. I Rosh Hashanahed and then I Yom Kippur'd. So Kippur, what is that? The, that's the Indian version of Yom Kippur. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. No, uh, no, I toned. I did. I, I, uh, I, How I, do you? Say, what's the proper pronunciation? Correct. Uh, it's Yom Kippur. Okay, then. it is. Anyway, but yes, it's the Day of Atonement. You, you just be just be really sorry the whole day. Don't eat anything, and you're good. It's like when you go to a cookout at, the, yeah, at an Indian guy's house and you did a good job cooking. Oh, yum, Kapoor! <laughs> yum, Kapoor! <laughs> now we're early in the dad jokes of the week. That was, uh, yeah. Uh, that's good. Actually, there's probably something there, except other than the fact that, you know, we don't want to offend I mean, racial groups. It's not great. It's, it's not, not great. great. It's not racist, but it's, it kinda it's adjacent. It's, I think it might be. All right. In segment number two. We're going to plumb the depths of the IMDb um, because I've always had this hilarious thought about how movies get cast. We get, we always get older actors. We get younger actresses, 
this is a pretty typical thing, but, sure. um, but how, how, how much, um, what is the, what's the difference? So, uh, I did find somebody who plums the depths of the, you know, doing SQL queries on the data on the IMDB, which is great. I think that would be a, a fun, a fun thing to be able to do. Yes, by all means, check out CuriousNew.com. <laughs> CuriousNew, G-N-U. New. Curious. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, new. <laughs> it's, like it's a new. It's a you little, yeah, but that's like an enye. I mean, it's not a new, it's, it's a new. It's a new, because it's, like, it's yeah, it's statistical. like emu. It's, yeah. Do you remember, what, what was the, what was the, what was the, because a new, obviously, is like a, like a, what, it's like a, it's a is it an elk? It's like a, a new Oh a yeah, new. it's I don't. It, it's like a buffalo, more like a llama. It's a buffalo. I don't know. But I remember there was it. Yeah, Sesame, animal, there was it? a Sesame Street, or there was a Muppet Show thing where it was Gary Gnu. Okay. It was Gary Gnu. It was the news. It oh yeah, it's the, like a water it, buffalo kind of thing, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the Gary Gnu. It was the news with Gary Gnu, where no Gnu's is good Gnu's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know where that's from. It might be a Muppet Show thing. Um, anywho, so. This person set out to fit just for the, just say, hey, this is what the deal is. And I was a little bit surprised that it turns out that the average actress has a median age of 32 and her male counterpart on average is, a, is only 39, which seems like a very healthy relationship. Yes. <laughs> it seems like a very typical, you know. It seems like a very typical distribution to me. Like if you met somebody who said, "Oh yeah, I'm 39. My 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 SO is is within seven years," you'd you'd say that's that's pretty that seems pretty typical. Well, so the rule of thumb I learned was half your age plus seven is the <laughs> minimum end of what you, where you can. I, I laugh because I applied that to my daughter. I said, "Yeah, you know, you you know, a boy in high school." half his age plus seven, which means if he's 18, he'd have to, he wouldn't be able to date you because he'd have to date a 16 year old. Also cause he, cause he's an adult and that's a crime. <laughs> Other than the fact that yeah, my daughter's got like, I think my, she has a boyfriend. Ooh. You, what do you, you think know. you should know? Yeah. His name's, I don't know. I'll tell you what, there were good things about Colin graduating from high school at his 17. <laughs> yes. I was yeah. 17 my entire senior year. So I never had to worry about any. Oh yeah, so you were young and too. I was a young as well. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't turn eighteen until I went to college. I mean, now everybody makes it sound. Now it sounds like I'm openly preying on the freshmen, which definitely was not the case. I wasn't well, one of those guys. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? This is this is the whole point of high school, isn't it? You get some wide-eyed freshman girl. No who, man. You know, By the time I was a senior, the freshmen were they were it was they were children. Man, I don't know, man. They get <laughs> kids. Kids get kids. You go to the mall, man. These kids look like they're. I don't think you should continue to argue with me about this. No, but we should take this offline and <laughs> we should stop the back and forth on the pod. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not dating 14-year-old girls, but I, they're, they, they, don't, they weren't like that when I was 14. Tell you Visit that. Chris's website at jeffreyepstein.com. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> like I could get away with that. Like yeah. I got a billion dollars to be able to pull that off. Anyway, Build a weird island. Build by <laughs> David Copperfield. Anyway, um, all right. Anyway, so seven years doesn't seem like a big deal, but I was always thinking to myself, I it seems like there's a lot of egregious examples of like the male star being like way old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I I went through this thought process with this about just like what are my like what are my 
I guess, preconceived notions about this age separation topic when it comes to actors and actresses. And I was thinking that guys get to work a lot longer. Like, the male actors just get to work longer. They get to get continue to be leading men well into a more advanced age than most mm-hmm. leading women. Sure. Um, but if you look at the distribution on this graph, there's way more women under 25 than men who are working. So I was I was thinking... Okay, doesn't that track the idea that, that women mature faster than men? And I think that's why I got where I was going when we were talking about this. Because when I think back, it like, you know, people think that women mature faster than men. But when you can, because when you think about it, like young men tend to skew toward the unserious, I think, mm-hmm. in a very distinct way and more uniformly, I think, than women. Like, I think that that idea is based on the the up the more mature woman in of the age sure. group because certainly i can think of immature young women from my youth um right <laughs> but men more uniformly are kind of consistently unserious at, at a younger yes. age yes uh and the women peers seem less full of shit at that time so at least the the more together ones um but then i thought that the idea that women mature faster than men totally sounds like a line that old men would use to justify some like untoward behavior well yeah well there's a whole there's the whole manic pixie dream girl thing that happens in in movies where you have this unserious young man who meets a very serious or sort of you know the manic pixie dream girl yes yes and then changes his course and then of course he generally discards the manic pixie dream girl becomes a better person and the the girl's left sort of on the outside of i mean it's a but it's a trope. It happens. It happens a lot. It's a maybe we'll break down the the top ten greatest manic pixie dream girl movies, four of which have Natalie Portman in them. But the uh, but if we look at that distribution, you're right. Right around the age thirty five is where it sort of evens out, right? Mm-hmm. Like in terms of men, men and women both both being the the leads in the in the movies. Because you're right, the lead the leads. I mean, female leads are much more in that in the early twenties, right? You get a lot more. You get a lot more women playing playing lead roles, and you're right. It it tapers off much more quickly, and then the men's the men's curve ends up flattening a little more. Right, which is messed up because it just it, obviously it's representative of the way we value, uh, you know, skin deep beauty in, in entertainment. But it also, I don't know. I, these are just now I don't stories. want to talk about this. Now that we're talking about it, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> well, well, it's just that the, I mean, these are the stories that people tell. Yes, right, and that's and that's not. I mean, that's not my fault. But yeah, but <laughs> you don't have to choose to make. You know, I mean, you don't have to cast Denise Richards as a. What was she? Was like a, a physicist? I forget what her deal was. She was like a nuclear scientist. Yeah, for, Christmas Jones. Yes, yes. Yeah, the uh, but I was looking at these other sort of. Um, so, like, Pretty Woman. Okay. Richard Gere's 40. Julia Roberts is 22. She's that young, is, is she? Here's the funny part about Pretty Woman. If you were to ask me how old Julia Roberts was in Pretty Woman, if you would have told me 22 or 28, I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to refute either of those. She kind of just looked the same for a long, long for that for that first half of her career. I was like, oh, Julia Roberts. But she was only 22. Okay. Um, That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite gross one, though, is oh, um, your favorite gross one. Uh huh. This because this one's particularly egregious, and it happens to be Michael Douglas and Gwyneth Paltrow in A Perfect Murder. He's fifty four. She's twenty six. They're married. The, okay. 
<laughs> okay. She has it's, kind of a mature countenance, I guess. I don't. I, I don't. Sure. Again, I don't think of her as that young in that movie. In right. the context of that marriage, she seems much older. Again, yes, but she's only twenty six, which is which brings me to Keira Knightley in in uh, in Love Actually. So she gets married, and then the, her best friend, then the best friend of her husband, like hits on her, like tells her he loves her deeply. She's yeah, eighteen. Grimes. She's eighteen in that movie. Uh, no, and that I remember. I, was, I remember being very uncomfortable it's like, during Love Actually. It's, it's like, wait a minute, your buddy tried to steal your child bride. How? Is, <laughs> It's the it's the greatest romance we love we everyone loves love actually it was like we all watch it during the holiday it's great and then you get to Andrew Lincoln hitting on his best friend's teenage wife do you know that I've watched that movie exactly <laughs> one time really in two thousand three in the theater you, and that's how, it how have you been dodging this I it's not something that my wife puts on really and I'm certainly not seeking it out hmm I don't remember having like. Any real strong feelings about it, one way or the other? I like that. I like that movie. I, I watch it. I, it's on cable pretty regularly, on premium cable. So okay. I, I I tend to watch it. It's cute, but yeah, it's it's there's some there's some weird shit going on in that movie. <laughs> Anything that comes from like before about two thousand eight has some real <laughs> weird shit going on in it. Bill Murray and ScarJo in Lost in Translation. He's fifty three. She's eighteen. Well, I think the movie acknowledges how weird and gross that is, though, as it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a whole thing about him and and his his midlife crisis, <laughs> and she's just into him because he's interesting, and he doesn't think he's interesting anymore, right? The movie is about that, so, right? I mean that he's just sort of yeah, he's just sort of he's it's it's got a manic it's got a manic pixie dream girl quality. Absolutely. No, he's rediscovering himself vis a vis her presence. I'm not saying it makes it less gross. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled this one for you. This was uh, Bruce Willis and Jessica Alba in Sin City. <laughs> He's 50. She's 24. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a. That's, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> it's a bit of a. It's a weird comic book to begin with. Yeah. It's obviously stylized. Well, um, and then it's. But- <laughs> I I mean you're talking about a paid sex worker. It's a bit of a or he's got a protective streak. There's a lot going on there. She's got some issues, he's got some issues. There's there are many there are many issues in that movie. We're going to have to do uh we'll have I to I think do, that's uh, good. there's probably a lot of Bruce Willis and Jessica Alba's in like Tampa that we don't really know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's definitely. Florida's full of those relationships. I got I got to imagine. But the uh we'll have to do uh Hitman with a Heart of Gold, Hooker with a Heart of Gold. Um, breakdown show because those. All are right, my- well, that sounds a lot better than what we just did because that was unpleasant. <laughs> was it? <laughs> oh come on! Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. No, we, it's we, not we're that bad. On, we, just, were, we were treading on some. Uh, was I making? Was were you again comfortable? Well, I think that I I started it off poorly by making light of you know minor sex trafficking. So I, think <laughs> I really started it off on the wrong foot, and you, you did sort of like- throw me under the throw throw me under the. Pedo well, it's not there. a thing to laugh about, and I hate it. I mean, whatever. I can't. <laughs> well, you got to laugh to keep from crying sometimes. I guess. Sometimes. I don't know. It's, well, whatever. I'm not worried about it. Just two dudes talking shit on the internet. Yep. Talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Segment three. Let's get there. Um. So, <laughs> the big data people are good about applying their stuff right that's what the whole thing is that the internet allows us just to collect just massive data i mean obviously there are tons of businesses that are built around this they're you know some of the biggest 
acquisitions recently in the technology industry have been, you know, analytics companies getting uh-huh. bought for billions of dollars. Like I think Salesforce bought Tableau for what a handful of billions. I mean, these are the kinds of things that are, that are, that people want people, people need. And, uh, but the scary part of this whole thing is like the gambling industry, because now that they're able to collect all kinds of data, things get really sketchy very quickly in terms of you versus the house in any sort of, in any sort of situation. Now, over the past several years, I've been much more comfortable gambling with people like, with their own money because they'll make poor choices. <laughs> like a poker table is a much safer place than a sports book. If you ask me, that's there's a, there's a lot to be said about, you know, dealing with a person face to face and saying, I'm trying to win your money uh-huh. as opposed to trying to win the house money because they're constantly collecting. They're constantly collecting data and tuning that data to make sure that, you know, they're getting you to, to lose. Well, the one thing I've noticed is they have squeeze. They're at this point, squeezing blood from the stone on the odds on all the table games. Mm-hmm. Like things are payouts are just marginally less across the board. If you notice, like, I noticed minimum bets are higher. Um, you know, I didn't tell the story about when we went to the casino during my vacation because it was a weird, sad casino. And there was, <laughs> <laughs> like, there was no, nothing cool happened there. There was weird people and it wasn't fun. Which is generally the case where you, where you come across, like Vegas is pretty fun. Sure. But when you're like doing gambling near places that aren't gambling hubs, yeah. Those casinos can get kind of weird. Yeah, I think the only good one, the truly the only good one is the Harris in downtown New Orleans. Yeah. I've That's a been. great casino. That's so much fun cuz it's like a Vegas style casino. It's a Harris. Yeah, but and it's and it's a tourist town, so it's not just like weird locals all just camped out. Right. And it's literally like just at the end of the block. Like one of the storefronts is just the front of a Harris. It's just like, "Oh, cool. <laughs> so go in here. There's a casino. And it's big, too." Whereas this was the Talking Stick in Scottsdale. Okay. And one, dice games are illegal in the state of uh, Arizona. So there's no craps tables. All right. Uh, which that's, we're off to a bad start. Um, most of the table, most of the blackjack tables are $25 minimum bets. Not Oof. ideal. Not ideal. We, you know, hang out waiting for a $10 table for a little while and, and, and end up taking one over and, and having some fun, but mostly losing. <laughs> and even, you know, even though like we're not playing wrong or anything, it's just, and it's automatic shoot. So like, there's never a freaking it never stops. Right, the cards just keep coming out, which is just the worst. Yeah, um, you could sort of, you know, keep a mild count going, right, and then get your money right. in. I mean, but even then, you get blown up. But anyway, the bottom line is, this was like a sad, low ceiling. And what I don't realize about Vegas is that even though you can still smoke on the floor and it does smell like cigarettes, it's not overpowering because the ceilings are high and they are HVACing the shit out of that place, right? Right. And in this, like, you walked into this and I was like, oh my god, it was like walking into like. <laughs> The, it's like a scene know. from Backdraft. Rough. <laughs> so I was like, immediately, I'm like, oh, so I've got to throw these clothes away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Great. So that, like, I got a, like, eyes were burning, like, within 20 seconds of being in there. And then, like, within an hour, I had a headache. I was like, all right, mm. I'm ready to go. I want to smoke now. I literally couldn't even uh, get, a, get a run going on a video machine. And that's the other thing is that I don't... I like video slots, but it really just feels like there's no chance you're ever going to actually win anything. No, because I, I, I don't. Video poker seems wrong to me because, like, I don't know where these cards are coming from. Video poker see. at least pays out. 
Yeah, but still, I think that, but they're collecting all this data, right? They're no, they know, they know, like they want you to sit down. They want you to, they, they want to, they're going to figure out how you bet. Uh Like the machine is tuning you all the time, which, which is, which kind of, you know, I'd love to do online betting and those kinds of things, but that's even more. You're, you're giving them even more data. You're even, you know, you're. I think your I think your odds are even getting worse because well, they have this they have a bigger sample size right of how people are betting. That's why I was surprised to hear you say sort of to discredit the sports book right off the get because for me that's the one thing where at least you choose. There's a margin you choose it. You're right. not you're not constantly playing hand over hand or or roll over roll and you know pumping up and moving down bets and, and playing the game in a way that pumps out a bunch of data. Now certainly they could analyze your betting patterns and adjust lines to make it even harder for you to win, but at least mm-hmm. you still have the opportunity to make the decision. Yeah. You're not waiting for like a King to turn over. Right. Like I can deal with it. I can deal with a deck of cards, but I think that, I think that when, when you're talking about a, uh, a situation and I think sports betting does jump out in front to me more when you're saying, okay, I've, you know, pe- the lines are moving because the way people are betting, they've got, like really deep computer logic behind uh-huh. everything. So they're, they're really, I mean, of course they're not susceptible to losses. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, Tiger Woods wins the masters and Vegas takes a huge monster bath <laughs> on, on all those, all those tiger bets. Right. Well, they have to keep the odds accessible, right? Cause they can't make it so favorable for them that people won't take the action. Right. So that's the, so, so th- again, it's gambling. So there are odds, but I always feel like, um, unless I'm playing, you know, it, it makes me shy away from the online aspects of gambling as opposed to like sit down at a table and have someone turn cards over for me. Gambling. Uh-huh. That's why, I mean, even the blackjack with the total, the fully automated shoot sucks because I don't care if the machine, if you're, if you're using a machine to shuffle the cards, but I want mm-hmm. the cards to stop coming and get shuffled. And even if it's like a six deck shoot, I'll take it. But what I don't like is when the cards just keep coming out of the hole in the table. Like <laughs> Lord knows what, like I don't even know what deck we're playing with. Right. Right. No, There's, that, I mean, that's the point. Yeah. That's the, the point is that you can't count into that because the cards just keep going into the table. They go out, they go away, they come out. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't know where the, you don't know where the, I don't know how many decks works. we're dealing with or when, when the shuffling is happening. It's just, oh, here comes some cards and somehow the dealer keeps getting five card draws to 21. There's <laughs> nothing more suspicious than that shit. Yeah, the um <laughs> yeah, and it's the same thing with the and it's the same thing. That's the same thing as the video version of blackjack. If you sit down at one of those bar seats and you play and you play blackjack with the I mean, you can always play the what you see in front of you, right? You can always say, "Okay, dealer showing a 6." Sure, no, showing a face. Yeah. Easy, right? But you don't know when to but but we all know that gambling is about getting your money in when the odds tip slightly into your favor. Yeah, like and I'll you, split sixes and, against a two. And if you can't tell, and if you can't tell when the when the odds tip, then you're really, as a gambler, you know, kind of screwed. For sure. Um, the, the key to video poker, in my opinion, is to find the biggest multi-hand machine you can find. So 20, 100. I mean, most I, I haven't seen a lot of those anymore, but they use, like you get the at least the five hands. 10 hands yeah. and then basically what you're doing is it becomes a slot machine because you're trying to you're playing the cards right to <laughs> ride it out but you're also basically just hoping to get dealt a winning hand like as your core hand right so you want the three of a kind 
and you've got 23 of a kinds and then you just keep those two and you're just like you hope to hit like a few uh a few hopefully a couple of four of a kinds a couple of full houses you're trying to get that machine to um give you a stake right because you only really ever win in video poker is when it hands you a hand to begin with you never right. make a hand in video <laughs> poker that doesn't happen uh, that's true yeah although although you know my favorite time to visit my folks is when like my mom will like crack a royal flush or something big and you know you end up with like you know 100 bucks in your pocket yeah mama send you mama send you you know the airport with 100 bucks like, hey, thanks, <laughs> your mom's mom. still giving you cash from her gambling winnings <laughs> yeah well i mean it's ill-gotten gain anyway she's like oh here chris i've won last it happened the last time i was there she's like oh got a royal flush so here's 100 i'm like hey thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> did you then gamble it away in the airport no i just you know i just you know I just kept it. <laughs> I don't know. What else are you supposed to do with that money? What I don't understand about casinos is the people who are just hanging out at the bar. And that was the thing with this casino we were at is why are you standing at the bar? You're, we still had to pay for drinks even when you're gambling, but I don't understand. I guess maybe that's why you're at the bar at this casino because there's no benefit to gambling and not, you're not getting free drinks. Yeah. But to go to the casino and then be at the bar was, is, it has always been a weird choice to me. It's just a drinking, drinking, just drinking. Just, I hey, at least, yeah, I at least grab, sit at the machine go. at the bar. Let's grab a couple of drinks. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's go to the shitty casino. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's like a night, a, like a terrible nightclub. Well, I've been to, I've gone to the bowling alley to just drink. Have you ever been to the, <laughs> have, you, have you ever, I used to live near the Leilani lanes oh, in, yeah. uh, up near Northgate uh, for, for a few years and just a walking distance from there. And so uh, we would go to the bowling alley to drink, which is always a terrible idea because you smell terrible. After you come out of the out of you you smell like you know foot powder, gross feet, and cigarettes. It goes back when you could smoke inside. Well, that was every bar back in the day. You went home and smelled like cigarettes. But the bowling alley had a, an extra had an extra had an extra you know bonus smell. Oh, it had like the got. layers and layers of yeah, <laughs> like it smelled like old frat house plus soaked in like cigarettes. Yeah, old carpet that's fifty years old. It's, <laughs> if you peeled it up, it's wet underneath. Big up to Leilani Lanes. Also had an excellent karaoke, uh, had a very good karaoke spin there. So, uh, yeah, um, that was a good, that was a good spot. All right. Well, I guess we know what part this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dab <laughs> jokes of the week. Woo! Uh, I made one up last Thursday. Oh, awesome. Uh, while I was watching the Seahawks game. This is All very right. local to us. All right. But it is football applicable in general. Why won't the Seahawks throw deep down the middle? Seems too easy. <laughs> Seems too easy. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's football. A, football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What a, what, a, what, a, what a big joke calendar give us this week. Dad, did you get a haircut? No, I got them all cut. Hmm. Mm. Did you hear about Moby Dick's birthday party? (laughs) (laughs) They had a whale of a time. They did. Yeah. I I did feel a pain, like a twinge of anxiety when I first read that. I was like, what? (laughs) Moby Dick's birthday party. Why not Shamu or... or Right, yeah. uh, Yeah, Moby... Just because people wanted to put Moby Dick in there. Yeah, (laughs) we can put Dick in here. They have a great time. Uh, I don't really understand this one unless it is, I guess, 1860. Why did the child punch the bed? I don't know. His mother told him to hit the hay. So your child's sleeping in a barn. 
the literal <laughs> hey? <laughs> the Tom Sawyer joke. Yeah, why know. is he confused about what you're saying? Uh, how many hairs are in a dog's tail? None. They're all on the outside. In a dog's tail. On a yeah. dog's tail? It's a it's a preposition con it's a preposition confusion joke. Right. No one would ever say how many hairs are in your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although it's technically not wrong. I don't know. Uh, you know, having horses can be a real nightmare. <laughs> Why do you? What do you? <laughs> this calendar can be a real nightmare. <laughs> I agree. This, this week's pretty rough. Why do cat actors say... What? Sorry. What do cat actors say on stage? Take me to the moon. <laughs> Tabby or not tabby? <laughs> tabby or not tabby? Uh, oh, I have wow. two left, but this one was this one first one I'm going to read here uh, is I took an extra one for reasons that will become apparent momentarily. Okay, all right. But this one's my favorite of the week. Okay, how does the Vatican pay bills? They use papal. Papal. PayPal. Yeah. Uh, so this one I don't think works if you can't read it. So <laughs> I'm going to try to read it out loud. This oh. is uh, this would be oh, okay. yeah okay yeah. There's one extra, and it's because by the time you're listening to this, it will be the 10th of October. But uh, so today is going to be a great day because it's 10 out of 10, 10, 10, 10 out of 10, 10, 10 slash 10. <laughs> That's that's great. So we hope you're having a 10 out of 10 day on 10-10 <laughs> today. Indeed, we hope you are. And, you know, if you're listening to us, it's definitely uh, it's definitely going to be a 10 out of 10 day. It's a step in the right direction. For sure. Except for that middle segment. Where... <laughs> <laughs> They're not all winners. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. But we're trying. What do you got? Let's see here. Um, all right. <clears throat> I find the time it takes me to get the first beer from the fridge is much faster than the time it takes me to get the tenth beer from the fridge, the difference is staggering. <laughs> I like it. You like that one? Yeah. That's why yeah. I send the kids to get the beers. So they never <laughs> fall down. <laughs> they don't fall down. <laughs> I think I I, came, I tried to. There was a there's a there's a million setups for that joke. By the way. Yeah. So, so if you decide to use that one at a party or something, feel free to make up your own. Right. I got drunk. It takes me longer to do this drunk. That's the joke. It, it takes me think, twice as long to walk home from the bar as it does to walk to the bar. Right. The difference is staggering. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Into the overtime. Overtime. See, I told you it's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it now. Anyway. All right. So I'm going to follow up from the bad high school football that um that i had mentioned my my daughter's high school football team is terrible terrible and and so i ended up going to the game a week you know a couple weeks ago and it's true they're awful they can't do anything they don't so they don't they don't defend well they don't run they don't have a they don't have a they don't have a good offensive concept they don't run the ball well quarterback has a good arm but he doesn't seem to throw it to people, <laughs> right? Strong but erratic, right? So I'm I'm watching them flounder, and they can't do the regular stuff. They get into the red zone, like into like the seven or eight yard line, and they line up in the oop de oop. And I thought to myself, you people can't even run regular plays. 
let alone have to line up in the oop-de-oop. Did it work? No. <laughs> in fact, you know, it was it was like a modified oop-de-oop. It's like where you have the center and the quarterback, and they're like by themselves, and they take all the whole rest of the line and put them way over by the sideline, and they put like the running backs and a receiver behind that line. I'm like, what are we doing here, people? It sounds like that Colts fake punt from like five years ago where the punter just got destroyed because they tried to do some crazy thing with no blockers. <laughs> yes, this is this is like someone who didn't know how to play the violin going, you know, trying to decide they wanted to play Beethoven. Like there's, you've got no chance. You've got no chance to do advanced things when you can't even do the regular football things. I was dumbfounded by the whole experience. I just thought, this is whoever's coaching this team, I don't know, that first year, I don't really know what's happening here. I'll, even if you just sort of ran, like, dive and counter all day, uh-huh. I would be happier with that than trying to do advanced weirdo formations that you that you have no possible way of, like... If you were succeeding a, a, with. a high school coach and you were in over your head, wouldn't you just get a copy of like the last year they published like NCAA football and learn that play, learn, learn like <laughs> Jimbo Fisher's playbook? <laughs> that is a terrific idea, by the way. If I was, if someone said, Chris, you had to coach, you had to coach football next fall, I, I literally would. I'd literally buy, I'd literally buy PlayStation football and I would just go through all the playbooks mm-hmm. and write, like write them all down mm-hmm. and just use those plays. Mm-hmm. The mat like Madden, that's fine. Yeah, We're gonna use the mat. Yeah, right. They have all the they have all the f- formations, all the things you need. Yeah, I'm gonna use the Kansas City offense, and we're gonna use some combination of the Baltimore New England defensive calls. And <laughs> right, or I would find, or I would, I would run triple option if I had a quarterback who couldn't throw. Mm-hmm. Like, Can why you, wouldn't you? Right. Can you, like, what are your options to become a person that heckles? <laughs> I, didn't want to, I didn't feel like I wanted to heckle, but I was there was this there was this older gentleman who was sitting next to me, and he was equally as dumbfounded as I was about the whole thing because his grandson was playing on the on the on the on the team, and I looked at him. And I was like, "What are they doing out there?" And he's like, I, "I have no idea." He's like, "I've been I've been watching I've been watching football since you know the, since since Red Grange." <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, this is terrible. I don't know what's going on here. I was like, yeah, you and me both, pal. Anyway, not to, I, I don't wish people ill. I mean, they, these kids probably deserve a better football experience than perhaps what they're getting. But what I don't know what they're trying to do over there. It's just, it's befuddling. There's a game tomorrow I might go, um, but we'll see. I might have someone kick me in the balls instead. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a coin flip at this point. Maybe you should bring some sort of a noisemaker, like a razz horn. <laughs> Every time they fuck up. I should get that noise. Can you send me the noisemaker from the... It's not from, loud. It's not loud enough. It'll be, it'll be plenty. It'll, it just needs to be loud enough for me and the person sitting next to me. Terrible. That's probably quiet enough in there to hear a pin drop if it's going yeah. that way. Yeah, it's not particularly loud. Oh, the only thing I had... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, just... I don't know if you just saw this story. I was going to bring it up last week, but we didn't really have time. Um... About this girl that had the like you know dry shampoo this big dry shampoo explosion Are you familiar? I I'm I understand I, I feel like I've heard of dry shampoo before but I always feel it is this just like powder that people put in their hair and don't they, ask me to explain it like I, shake I, it out like as far as like so adults hairspray I don't understand yeah I don't get dry I had long hair 
And when my hair got dirty, I can't imagine there was anything but like getting in the shower and shampooing my hair that would have made it clean. Well, my point is not that the product does something. I don't care what it does. It doesn't matter. But the bottom line <laughs> is many times it comes in essentially an aerosol can. Okay. It looks like a can of hairspray. All right. And this, they, the media covered this, this girl who had a can of it and she left it in the console of her car and it exploded up through the, like the sunroof, like it shot out of the console and shattered the sunroof. Okay. And uh, my first thought was when as a society, is this just a lack of people having like aerosol cans anymore? Because when I was a kid, it was very clear that aerosol cans were explosive and it says on the can, do not store at high temperatures. And you can't even keep a lip gloss, a lip balm, a lip gloss. I don't know if I'm keeping (laughs) a lip gloss, uh, keep a lip balm in your car during the summer. Of course you can't keep a can an aerosol can in your goddamn car console. I don't, I think for yeah, I think you I think you're honest on that. I think the first thing is people don't deal with aerosol cans anymore. So they've forgotten that it's dangerous. Well, and this young person probably just no one ever told them. It says on the can contents no, cause no, co- no contents reads, under pressure. No one reads the can. I mean well, this this See, young this is the problem with cell phones because back in the day, <laughs> if you were taking a crap, you definitely read the back of the hairspray can. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just like tweeting <laughs> what else the is toilet. this show yeah i mean but no i think i think it doesn't surprise me that young people be clueless about handling aerosols <laughs> but my problem was actually that it showed me like the way the media takes the story and instead of being the voice of reason amplifies the insanity like yeah. dry shampoo is dangerous like no all aerosols <laughs> <laughs> it could have been anything, dude. It could yeah, have been, yeah, it's really not about, oh, well, watch out because you've got all this dry shampoo. No. no. Oh. Hey, aerosols are making a comeback. <laughs> so I guess bring back the CFCs because we're not going to, the media can't even tell us to watch out for aerosol cans. And hot. Speaking of Twitter, I, I sat down and watched the, not the 11 o'clock news, but the 10 o'clock news. Have you ever watched the 10 o'clock news? I'm aware of it. I've seen it before. All right. The 10 o'clock news is literally Twitter. They just take they just take stories off of Twitter every day, and they make an entire hour newscast out of it. Sure, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, most TV is almost dis- distillation of the internet these days. It's actually kind yeah. of a problem. Well, it's yeah, like, we got a wag the dog situation going on. Well, that's true, but I guess there's a lot of old people may who who aren't you using Twitter. That's right. And so they they watch the news. And they go, "Well, that's an interesting story." And we're like, "Well, three days ago on Twitter it was." <laughs> yeah, have you ever but, watched like extra? <laughs> No, like any sort of a news magazine show. God, it's like, no. I, I've seen all of this. Yeah, like, I don't need. To, why are is we watching Mario, this? Is that Mario Lopez's show? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not keeping <laughs> track of who's on what. <laughs> I, I don't know. Slinger. Okay, fine. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we hope to help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review wherever you get your podcasts, and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. I will be back next week. Chris is off next week. I'm going to have a special first-time guest, but I'm going to save the surprise till then. She'll be Ooh, a familiar face and voice to many of you. But we'll be back then with a lot of pop culture and maybe a little bit of existentialism next week. But until then, peace! Peace!